Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick. What's going on, Nick? How are you? Hi, Rob. Yeah, pretty good. Good. Thanks for having me on as a co-host. <laughs> um, uh, good. Yeah, I'm super glad to have you on the show. I'm super glad to have you on the show. Valerie, whenever you want, drop me a message and I'll send you on. Um, it's, it's a sad day, but it should be still a fun show. Uh, because uh, if you guys have seen on the tweeters um, and our social media posts, uh, Nick is taking a sabbatical from the Honest Wargamer um, Spy yes. Center specifically, although maybe making some reoccurring... Uh, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Yes. Uh, yeah. yes. Uh, this won't be the last you've seen of me, just like any Bond villain. <laughs> now, we can't actually say what Nick is off to do, um, so if anyone... Uh, like, I'll try not at, to... At the minute, I'm congrat contractually obliged not to reveal that information currently currently so uh that's not that's not to be said but uh we're gonna so we're gonna spend today's show just talking about uh nick uh and his experiences and what maybe he's learned in four years of making content for um the honest war game i mean for 40k for warhammer i mean it kind of like it goes down right what's it like making content for warhammer what's it making like making content for 40k and then i think Right at the bottom, what's it like making content for the Honest Wargamer? Uh, which is a <laughs> like this a niche within a niche within a freaking niche. Uh, I like I like hanging out under the bridge. Yeah. You never know what you can find. <laughs> With us at the Twitch chat. What's going on, Twitch chat? Hope you're all well. Um, so just before we even get into any of that, Nick, just you had an all right week. How's it been going? Uh, yeah, had a pretty good week. Uh, I had. Uh, a game of Space Hulk last night with uh, James of James Workshop at New James Workshop. He's recently moved house, so he's got a New James Workshop we saw yesterday. Uh, so we played a couple of games of Space Hulk, which is pretty fun. Uh, but what I've been building a lot for my Orcs currently, um, uh, since the new book, I've come up with a list which got like more Mega Knobs, Trucks, and uh, a big battle wagon full of um, uh, flash kits and grots and things like that. Um, okay, okay. What, uh, what you? Uh, and, uh, well, by well, the way, there's also a bag of orcs over... here for you. I don't know if What's you know that. that. Sorry, you've got a yes, bag of yeah, orcs. Yeah, here. No, I've got a big bag of orcs uh, ordered from a car boot sale elsewhere. Thanks to intern Matt. So shout out to him. Uh-huh. Shout out. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I had I was having a real headache with uh, the trucks that I wanted for my. So I wanted three trucks, and I had some old school rhinos, and I was like, oh, I don't know whether to try to kit bash them into trucks, but I was never quite happy. Okay. Uh, and I've got a, a newer rhino which I've done. I've put like an orky dozer blade on and orkified it a bit, which I'm a bit more happy with. So I'm going to make two more of those. But I have today has it. Well, I think it might have been yesterday. I had an epiphany. Okay. Because I want in my list, I wanted to put some rucker truck squig buggies, but obviously, the stonks on them are through the roof, so they're sold out everywhere. Everywhere. You can't get your hands on rucker truck squig buggies for love, no money. No, but earlier uh, viewers of previous episodes may recall that I made some rhinos out of plague burst crawlers. I remember them. So when I they're had great. two rhinos. Two. Two Playburst Crawler cannons that I haven't used and I kept. So I'm going to put a, I'm going to use that cannon on the back of like a, a looted old school rhino chassis thing, but make it more of a buggy, um, and then have some squigs being fired out of it and have it as like a Plague Burst Crawler meets Rooker Squig buggy. So like a 
I don't know, a squig burst crawler. A squig burst crawler is great. A bit like the squig uh, gobber. I mean, a bit like the squig gobber. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That works. That's really cool. Plus, really, all you've got to do is make a car, stick it on a base. And that's the best thing about the Rocket Truck Squig Buggies is that they are um, they're based, right? Uh, and I don't mean like 40k. I don't mean like socially based for all you Zoomers in the chat. I more mean uh, they're on a base. Yeah. Uh, and then you can, so you can kind of kitbash them as much as you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the great thing about Orcs. Yeah. Because... They've got all the new buggies out, but if everyone has the same buggy all the time, it's like, is there some orc factory, well, Games Workshop, producing the same thing? Whereas it's really cool to be able to, like, um, just throw something together out of bits that you have. That's where orcs are the best. Uh, they are the very best, because for you, uh, they're perfect, which I think we can kind of talk about that uh, as we talk about you talk about what you've done over the past four years, I think, because you've done a lot of kitbashing uh, orcs over these past four years. Um, Valerie says, Nikos, you're wrong, Eldar are the best, which I don't think anyone agrees about, and not to this day, Valerie, not to this day. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello, uh, Bob and Big Love. He says, I don't play 40k, I still love you, Nikos, so that's what he's here for, uh, which is good. Oh, there's been a lot of questions already as we said nick can't actually answer what he's off to go and do um there's been some speculation one of them is that you might become the specialist games specialist games editor another one asks if you're off to set up the first stonks market trading app for warhammer is this a thing that you're doing um i did i did do some digging in my garden the other day and i did find a load of oil barrels but (laughs) um they weren't filled with oil um, I can't, like I said, my hands are tied. I can't really reveal what it is I'm going to be doing. Um, but I will tell you, you know, I think you will like it. It will be a big plus. <laughs> Give me a stroke there. Uh, right, okay. So let's talk to Nick, shall we? Let's talk to Nick. Now, if you guys haven't watched the video I posted up on Twitter just, um, Nick started, me and Nick didn't know each other super, super well. Um, before four years ago where we started the Honest Wargamer and I would like to think that we are now very good friends and lifelong friends forever so that's Mm -hmm. a huge takeaway for me I'm quite sad you're going um, but I'm happy you're staying in my life so um, I don't really Mm -hmm. uh, like I I would trade like if like the first thing I said to you when you messaged me I was like as long as we're going to be friends forever like whatever like I'll turn all the shows off as long as I can see my friends but then I'd miss the Twitch chat so I just do I'll do shows on my own yeah, with a secretly. Twitch chat. Secretly, with, as long as I couldn't find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Right, so... Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, so, you, I first met Rob... Uh, well, I don't think I ever met you, but I saw you occasionally at Warhammer World on Wednesday. Or heard me. Probably is easier. Yes, more importantly, heard you. <laughs> you were very loud. <laughs> So I I, th- I think I'm, I'm I'm a relatively qu- quiet and reserved person in real life, mm. um, and I initially like I didn't think you were a dick, but you were just very <laughs> loud, and I didn't think we'd get on. Okay. I didn't think we'd get on. I thought oh, he's a bit loud for me. I'm not sure. Um, seems an alright guy though, and and I seen you around at tournaments and stuff like that as well. Mm. Um, but then you started Warhammer Live and had all that kind of uh, all that stuff going on, um, and I was dead excited about it when I heard about it. I thought, oh man, I love Warhammer. I want to see more stuff like this. And this is Games Workshop doing it. This is amazing. Um, and then I watched watched the stuff and you ended up quitting. Um, and then from watching it, my, like, I thought, oh, this dude's a, this dude's a pretty cool dude. Um, and then you, you left. Uh, and then you, uh, 
Because we met a couple of times at tournaments, yeah. I think, and had a chat by then, hadn't we? I was, uh, I was um, before I even knew I was a Nick Stan, I was a Nick Stan, because at one of my first independent tournaments, I saw your original Ogre Empire army, and I was like, mm. holy hell, what a beautiful army. Mm, thanks, man. Yeah, that was that was pre... I did base it, um, I based it on like some ugly like autumn and snow basing, um, but then when I changed it to like a desert one, it, it I was much more pleased with it. Um, so yeah, we chatted a couple of times at tournaments and so I knew a little bit and then when you left and I thought, because I also listened to Bravery 1 and I really enjoyed that when you were on Bravery 1 and I can remember once you left, really looking forward to the episode where you went back to Bravery 1 and like, uh, uh, yeah, shot the shit about being at Warhammer, at Games Worship and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then, and then you obviously you started up the Honest Wargamer, um, and then I think you put out a tweet or something like that. Oh, does anyone want to come on and talk about 40k or something like that? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and then I just yeah, and then I messaged you saying I'd I'd love to give it a go because I've always listened to podcasts and stuff like that. Um, never knew anyone who did one or got on one before, I, so I, I thought I'd give it a go just to summit something to experience in life i think that's the interesting bit like i like because you're a big to this day a big podcast stan like you're like oh i really like this podcast oh, i listen to those guys those guys are good on this podcast like mm-hmm. you're always giving me the hot goss on on the podcast that you like uh which i think is interesting how did it feel if you can remember go back then how did it feel transitioning from podcast listener to podcaster i don't know if you remember that those times uh um it is hard to think about exactly how I felt that back then because I think obviously you don't always remember things completely accurately anyway. Mm. Um, but I think I was obviously nervous and I think it was a bit different because it was live um, and it was so obviously it's kind of like the nerves that you might get if you're doing a presentation mm. like oh, I'm doing a presentation at school or uni or, where, or wherever um, and like it's that it's that fear of saying something stupid making yourself look like an idiot or uh, embarrassing yourself sort of and it's in front of people but I think the benefit of doing the show is it was just a camera so the people at the Twitch chat are very real and they're amazing uh, as an audience Um, but it's it is a bit strange just sort of like you know doing a live show and that you you were very aware that it's live very very aware of that Um, which was challenging but I think uh, I think I did I think I was a Eventually, I got used to it, and you also realised um, that now making it's... a fool of yourself was part of the Honest Wargamer brand. Yes, like, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's... I think. Yeah, and obviously, as the as it was like, I think you'd only been doing the AOS show like a couple of weeks at that point, maybe a month or two at <coughs> most. Yeah. So what the show was was still quite new and and uh, and stuff like that. So and yeah, and the how how we were as a three and what the show was did evolve has evolved sort of over the past couple of years as well in yeah. well i'm going to talk to you about that um um as maybe as we get to oh well, we could do that now as kind of this the the question big shout out um a, a big shout out in the chat i've said this in chat before but the episode that nicholson rob talked about mental health made a huge difference to me at a hard time and i'll always be grateful uh vengeance for sylvania happy to do so um and, and glad it nice. did uh, nick's actually been my emotional rock 
for several years, actually, uh, in loads of different ways off screen, which a lot of you guys haven't seen. Nick's kind of uh, been the bedrock uh, because if it's true that I'm loud, uh, our co-host, Mr. Tom Layton, doesn't doesn't also shy away from the from the volume. So Nick has been uh, uh, the calm rock that steadied the both of us for years. So thank <laughs> you for that, Nick. Um, uh, yeah. It's super important. The, um, uh, the thing about uh, starting a podcast, uh, being part of a podcast, uh, I think there's uh, some questions to kind of ask you from that point on. Um, do you think you have, what do you think you, uh, this is very broad, so I'm going to ask you broadly and then I'm going to start asking you some, some, I've written some questions down. What, what do you think you took away most from doing content? Not specifically about Warhammer, content first, then we'll do Warhammer and then we'll talk about doing it for The Honest Wargamer. Um, what, what have I, what's the, what was it again? Sorry. Something else, what have I taken away from, from it? From doing just content. Like, I mean, doesn't matter on what, in what medium. Um, I would say, um, making the content that I would, I like to, I like to consume. Um, so, uh, yeah, just try, just trying to, uh, make a show, uh, however that is, either, in in interrupting someone to say something or whatever you're doing within the show planning whatever to try to make it how the sort of content that i like which is like talking about warhammer and talking about competitive stuff but also not really taking it seriously or anything that seriously um and having fun with it and messing around um and trying to make as many jokes as possible um basically Good. I think that, uh, that it. it does. It does. Like, I think everyone, I think this is the interesting thing about when you make content and also when you make content as a group, because obviously I've been making some like offline content on my own recently. Uh, and I've been thinking about like what my like voice is. Um, but like, uh, what do you like? Uh, what do you think that you specifically like when you like, is it just you? Like, do you not try and be a presenter or do you bring like, did you try and like bring? Because you're funny. Like if you guys w- go and watch the leak clips, uh, not leak clips, the the, the put together clip. Um, Nick's always trying to make us laugh. Like, and we're definitely going to do the app of the. We've got the okay to still do the app of the year awards, oh, yes. right? The app, yeah. I've been signed up to the app of the year, and that I can't get out of that contract. The even ca- if I, no, there's no way the board would never let it happen. No. <laughs> 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 would you? Uh, would you say that the? Um, uh, that, that making content in your own style was the most important part, like as opposed to trying to because you've never had yeah, to worry I about. So. I think. Oh no, go on after you. I think I think initially when I went on, I thought maybe uh, maybe there's a certain way that I needed to be. Maybe I needed to uh, be a certain way for the audience or whatever. But then you kind of you maybe uh, you're not being your true self. And you're putting on an act. Not that this is. Not that when I'm on this show is my true, true self. It is like a version of me that is for the show that has developed over time that I didn't have at the start, I think. Um, Because when I came on, like I said, very new and whatever. Um, And I don't think I ever tried to be a presenter. I felt like I was always like, um, like I quite like panel shows. And I love Have I Got News For You because it's about like current affairs and stuff like that. And they're just like... It's a quiz show, but the quiz is irrelevant. It's just about talking about the issues and poking fun at shit. Mm. So I kind of, I don't think I'm the central host in that scenario. I don't think that's me as necessarily my personality, but uh, definitely like as a co-host, as a, as a panel guest on the panel, um, I definitely think that's the role that I kind of probably enjoy the most in this type of scenario and 
uh, that's kind of what I've honed my craft, if it can be, if, if I can be, uh, be that way. <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my favorite things actually about um, not doing content, or more importantly, not doing our own content, when someone asks you to be a guest on a podcast, is like the best thing ever. Someone's like, "Hey, do you want to be the guest?" You're like, "Yes, this is the easiest job in the world, being the guest. It's so fun. Uh, I love that bit." When, but when you're being a host uh, such as you. Um, I think that's that's very different. Okay, so what about Warhammer? What about making content? Because you can make content about anything, right? You can make content about all sorts of things. But Warhammer is like a, a very specific, uh, like like brand, and you've you've done loads over um, over four years. Four years. We talked about this just off air a moment ago. We've done a show almost mm-hmm. every week for four years. Which is roughly, yeah. and obviously through Stream Street, we did a ton more. We did React shows. That doesn't include coverage. So we cleared 200 podcasts easy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. easy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and like, I don't know how many podcasts, I don't know how many Warhammer podcasts out there get to 200 episodes. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if it, enough podcasts count and if they all label them. I don't know if any podcast has reached 200 yet. I don't know. But yeah, it's pretty good achievement, I think. I think it's... it's In a short space of time. Yeah, it's such a short space of time. I think it's great. Um, but but about Warhammer specifically, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions now. What do you think you've learned about making content for Warhammer over four years? Like, And I know that's that's like a, a very big question, but like, I, you knew these were coming up, so... well. Maybe you, you didn't. It's a classic Thursday. You had no idea they were coming up. Uh, but what, what do you think? Making content about Warhammer. Mm. Oh, uh, maybe, but maybe this is just a reflection of me and I'm projecting it onto the community. But the drama in the community, I love it when a bit of drama kicks off in the community. And again, don't take it ser- I don't really necessarily take it seriously, but I just love the drama of it. And like, it is exciting to talk about stuff like that. It's funny to make up. Uh, like crazy stories about stuff sometimes uh just for the drama of the the community so i i, I think and i think community like that because whenever something happens like that like uh facebook pages or even even the cesspool of reddit <laughs> they're all up in arms and everyone's talking about it aren't they yeah uh, but maybe that's just on the internet i don't know not that many people on the internet nowadays i guess um uh <laughs> i so wait I, let me ask a, a question about this so the drama is fun to engage in do you feel as a content creator that like do you feel like as a content creator you've got some um responsibility to make sure that the the story is told right or do you feel like just throwing fuel on the fire is hilarious like or do, is it depend on the situation like how, like because Every day is a choice for a content creator in that field. Yeah, every yeah. day is a choice. And I wonder what, how do you how do you decide? Well, I, I feel like I think I feel like as a show we 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 got a good balance. Tom was usually the guy who uh, has all the birdies everywhere, whispering in his ear, telling him everything, sending him screenshots and information Paris. and stuff like that. Yeah. You're very well connected as well. Uh, sometimes we get some, we get quite a lot of uh, spice mainlined into Rob. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we do get some big spice. Uh, so I think, but yeah, I think we always did quite well at making sure that it was a balance. I felt like it was balanced mm. whenever we were reporting spice from the community, relatively balanced, unless it was necessarily affecting us personally. Then we'd be heavily biased um, <laughs> towards our agendas. 
Yes, correct. And and may long that may may that continue long for a long time. Yeah, sorry. Indeed. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, but then I think it's always important though to not again not take it too seriously. Like we weren't like uh, terrible blog posts that post post about stuff that's happening in the community, and then it's like just completely like just trying to slag someone off and like make it really negative or just all super positive i'm going for dinner with him next week like, sorry i'm going for dinner with him next week oh which guy <laughs> from that blog unless you weren't being specific about a blog oh no i, I think i was being oh, well, then, then was in which in case i'm going for dinner with that guy okay yeah well yeah <laughs> that'd be fun it will be it will be <laughs> i just i just <laughs> i just thought i'd let you know <laughs> continue on <laughs> Ah, uh, God, I've lost my chat now. So, yeah, I think we were quite balanced, I think, in terms of, like, we mostly try to tell the truth of the situation, but then, you know, have a laugh with it. Don't take it too seriously and don't be too... Try, don't be, let's just rag on it and don't be too positive. Like, yeah. It's hard, though, right? Like, because you kind of want to, like... Um... Sometimes with 40k, like specifically 40k, but Warhammer, like when the, all the spice melange just come out, and there's there's all manner of like, and we've we've recovered it all. Patrick, uh, like San Filipino, mm. uh, Alex Harrison, the whole yeah. all of that happened under yeah. under our watch of these past four years, uh, and yeah. uh, like big there's some big stories, some big moments. LGT terrain, um, there was some there were some good ones. And I guess like sometimes you feel like oh there should be some responsibility to make sure that like the reputation of Warhammer doesn't like sink into the bin um, in some ways because but then I'm like I, I think maybe I, I've personally I don't know about you but I think I've personally um, crested that uh, that equinox I've like I've 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 decided like whatever let's just if we're gonna all swim in the shit let's just be happy pigs and just go wild yeah that's what I think everything's chaos and enjoy it yeah that's the that's the right not the two wounds thing though can't enjoy that that's not okay um all right so making content about warhammer you've enjoyed anything else about warhammer specifically content that you've enjoyed um well just because it's a massive passion of mine like i said like uh, uh i have been playing warhammer a, a long long time i think uh, yeah um most yeah two-thirds of my life as a at least i've been playing warhammer mm. uh, and it's so it's such a meaningful thing to me it gives me such a lot in my life and has done for so long um so it has been yeah and that's why it's been so like i've i've, I've not it's not been hard work i don't think warhammer if you're into warhammer it's hard to make content about i don't think mm. well particularly the ones we've done because it's just this it, there's so many things to talk about like I don't think it's. I think it's a way more interesting hobby than something like football or any other sport. Because I think there's so many different facets to Warhammer as a thing that we all do. There's always so much to talk about. So Warhammer content is so varied as well. Like, um, and I don't know whether. Were I don't know whether anyone in chat knows whether they're like. I feel like were there many live Warhammer shows? I think there's. I think. The only other one that I know of is that I think they do it live on Twitch. That I think was going was before us was um, Taylor Four Gamers TFG Radio. Was was Signals um, not but, live way back in the day? I think Signals are from the front line. Oh yeah, Signals live. are front live. Yeah, Signals from the front line. So they, yeah, those guys. So there wasn't that many, and there's um, there was loads of like Battle Report YouTubers, but they seem to have exploded as well. We well in the last couple of years, anyway, since eight. Well, as far as I'm aware, anyway. Um, 
And I guess it, we we kind of dipped our toe into lots, didn't we? Like we did live battle reports, but not like edited battle reports. Mm. Um, so I guess one thing I've learned is I think live is way better. I think from a content creator's point of view, as the I creator or as the viewer, efficient. what do you think? Definitely as the creator. Um, and as a viewer, I think there's obviously pros and cons. Like you, like you get to hang out and say stuff in the chat. You get you experience it live. Like uh, watching the final of a tournament live is dead exciting because you know it's happening now. Mm. It's like real time event. Um, but like I guess stuff like battle reports that are more edited or like a really good painting tutorial. Um, or shorter shorter content that's just more condensed. Like, it depends what you've got time for. But um, I think I like I like the live stuff more. Like, um, Which you, you didn't think you would do? Conversations. Uh, well, I think I came from... Uh, I, I Before starting the show, I never really... I didn't really watch Twitch. I didn't really watch much Warhammer stuff on YouTube at all. I was... All the content I consumed was podcasts. And they were generally conversational podcasts. People having discussions about stuff, discussions about units, battle reports from a tournament, news and stuff like that. So that was the content that I kind of uh, had experienced up until that point. Um, since starting the show, I have sort of uh, listened to or watched other types of content and stuff like that. But I still, I think, prefer the discussion aspect of Warhammer content. Because I feel like you learn, I feel like you learn quite a lot from those discussions. Either because you know some individual person has such a unique experience in playing an army or in a certain situation that you can learn so much from listening to someone in uh, talking about a subject or units or or whatever. Whereas, like in a battle report, yeah, you might get those offhand comments, but you're experiencing. So someone who's coming on the show talking might have had a hundred games. They can distill their information into a couple of points on a on a talking podcast whereas if you're watching a game or a battle report it's one bit of data or you know bits of data from the game but it's one game with so yeah and you might learn a few couple of things there but i feel like i personally just feel like it's more efficient if you're trying to learn stuff about the game or gather information from listening to people discuss it I, I think one. I think sense. one of the. Uh, I think one of the things about conversational Warhammer content, as opposed to like presentational Warhammer content, is you actually understand the human beings. For me, when we go to events, because we're an event stream like crew, the Honest Wargamer is to, is is has always been about events. Like it's been about Warhammer at events. It hasn't been about Warhammer at home. It's been about going to events and being part of the eventing community. And I think. Um, listening to you like when you listen to people and you hear those conversations that's the thing that always stand like <laughs> it's uh it reminds me of uh, watching letter kenny you know it's like um i'm like i knit you played a guy you're like yeah yeah drew car is like good guy though you're like yeah good guy i'm like oh cool good guy like like that's all i need i need to know that there are good guys out there that you're playing warhammer against and that's chill like i love hearing that because it's really fun and then sometimes i like you like not a good guy and i'm like let's fucking go nick tell me about this guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, I think uh, T-Man Cash says he's going to miss you Nikos Uh, and I think there's a whole bunch of people hey super fly fly Jimmy Snooker Um, alright so what's it been like Uh, so that's Warhammer what's it been like making content for the Honest Wargamer now disorganised and awful I imagine is like some keywords 
Uh, but beyond... it, it was it was chaos, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. Do you miss us doing it live? And do you think it's different not doing it together in a studio? Because I do. In person. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go back to the start again. Let's have another flashback yep. moment. <laughs> do, 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 I thought you had another video. I, I mean, I can play a video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so right at the start, we were in the studio. So the first studio was um, above a bar in uh, in Hockley. And I can tell you a funny story about the first time I went there. So so uh, it really interestingly, actually, I think it's worth definitely worth shouting out on this show. Yeah. Um, so the time that I started uh, doing the show with Rob four years ago or whatever, I'd basically only just um, met my, my, uh, my partner, Amy. So... Uh, I started doing the show and I met Amy basically at the same time um, and where she worked at the time in town and where the show where Rob uh, did the show was is like basically uh, 100 meters apart <laughs> literally around the corner from each other it was really spooky the first time I went there because basically I, yeah, I went to those places for the first time in like it within the space of a week when I met Amy and then when I started doing the show uh, so it's like above a, uh, it was above a bar mm. in in Hockley in Nottingham. Um, uh, yes, and then uh, obviously I sat down. So we it, we had like a big big six by four table, camera set up, computer set up. You sat on one end, and me and me and Tom were on the other end. So what was funny as well is uh, I got there and I was like, "Who's the other guy?" And you're like, "Oh, someone like, someone recommended him." Um, <clears throat> And I think I looked at his Twitter profile, I think, and then I, rec- I think I recognised him, and then he walked in, and it was Tom, mm. who I'd only just played, like, a month or a couple of weeks ago at a tournament. So I met Tom before we did the first show at a tournament, only, like, weeks before, and, like, I played him with my Tau, with my, uh, like, Rhino, Rhino Plasma Heavy uh, Raptors Plasma list, and Tom just sat there with his Tau. <laughs> Tom just sat there with his Tau, deployed didn't move the entire game and just rolled dice at me and just destroyed me. He used all of his <laughs> exactly, Warhammer skills. <laughs> yes, that's exactly like him. Uh, uh, yeah, Tom, Tom won, yeah. But yeah, um, but do you miss the live studio? But, um, well, so I was kind of slowly getting oh, sorry, to the, apologies. the physical setup. Sorry, sorry. You blew the lead there. Yeah, right? sorry. That's a term I've learned yeah. from, the, from the bits. Um, so uh, Tom walked in and we were sat sort of like, I was in the middle. Tom was on my right on the long edge, and then you were on the short edge to my left. Mm. Um, and I think in the early days, particularly in the first year, sometimes I had a really uncomfortable bum because I had quite an uncomfortable chair. Um, and I kind of like had to get used to I think we pulled the table out. Eventually, it got a bit more comfy. Um, but then in the, at this, in the early days, I kind of felt I was in the middle. I was looking left and right all the time. And I think I can remember looking back at the YouTube comments sometimes, and someone was like, oh, my God, Nikos talk into the microphone because <laughs> i kept like talking to tom and, I, then, and then like talking to you i stuff. watched some of those early videos if we'd have just had these headsets then i could have just strapped them on all the hosts and we'd have had no fucking problems but i knew nothing Tom's about anything the mic. yeah so there we go uh like and the, it, the information wasn't far away it was a youtuber or, or two video away for me to learn that but it took me it took me a good long while to learn that so that's my fault apologies i could have made that easier for us <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh well, living you learn. Mm. Uh, yeah. So and and then obviously once we we like the early shows we were just getting into it and then we like eventually got into our stride and stuff like that. Um, I do think 
it is definitely different, but I think we've got used to um, the online version now being just at home doing it. I think they're, I don't know. I think it's obviously easier. I think the conversation probably flows way better in person. So I think from that point of view, doing a show like this live is, is better in person because you're like, you're there in real life. You, you, it's easier to, the, the conversation, you, you interrupt each other less and you kind of, you can, yeah, it's just easier because of body language and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think we have definitely got used to doing it over, over the internet like this. And I don't know whether the production is easier this way for you. Oh, having to like set a dream. Cameras or is like it... a dream. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone can just be in a box room and like, you know, we could be like, oh, let's get Innes in today. Let's get Logan in today. Like, like we can just get anyone in. Mm. Like, um, it really, yeah. it really is much, much easier. That said though, I still think live studio is better. Like, um, if, mm. if there was a way to organize that full time, I think that that would, I think mm. I, I watched some of those early videos and, and there was just like a, a half second, like it's just the tiniest delay, but, and I've got used to it now. Like when I talk, I, I make leading questions and I give a bit of an extra second so that like everyone can talk. But anyway, I think it's easier. Um, uh, like in person, it's just more organic. You can see each other respond a little bit more, I think, but. Maybe that's me. Also, when you're in person, I fuck around a lot. Like if I'm feeling very handsy, like um, like some days I'll just like my phone's right there. And I was locked down for six straight months on my own. Like that. And my phone was like one of my only ways to communicate with the world. So it's still very hard. Like mm. even when I'm like on my own mm. in the daytime, it's very hard for me to not just pick up my phone for that kind of like social need um mm. which was trained mm. into me during lockdown so even like when we do shows like whereas i think if we were in person i wouldn't necessarily pick up a phone or a paintbrush mm. or or something like that yeah. i i get quite handsy because i am just mm. in a room on my own which is yeah you know like yeah. it's uh, probably not not normal um all right so let's talk about tom um you met tom uh, all that uh, thomas thomas uh you met thomas all that time ago um, and I know that, like, uh, in four years, Tom is a lot, if you've met Tom Layton. Tom is a lot as a human being, but he's a wonderful, kind, sweet, incredible human being. And that a lot is just because he's great. Uh, thank you to uh, Final Cookie for subscribing. But you and Tom are very different, right? If I'm the middle ground between two, you're, you're fairly reserved and, and on, like, the quieter end, like you said. Yeah, whereas Tom's just like an assault cannon of words. Um, how did you find the balancing act between the two of you and how has that relationship evolved over four years? Um, definitely it was, it was, um, obviously with getting to know anyone and being forced into any sort of situation with anyone takes uh, time to get used to anyone. Uh, and like Tom's no different to that, but I definitely think over time I've really got to know Tom really, really well. And I feel like whenever we're on the show, like, um we really found uh like just between all three of us not just me and tom or me and you like all three of us and definitely with tom like uh you find like a rhythm when we do the show and even like in real life like i've just got to know tom a lot better and uh yeah i think he's an awesome dude um and it's been amazing to do the show show with tom and get to know him and i think we're i'm still going to do the london grand tournament coverage and uh, I think me and Tom are both involved in that team, so I'm really looking forward to doing that coverage with Tom. Because um, I think we we do have a a really good working relationship on a podcast. Like we kind of like 
yeah it's 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 now like later on like i think obviously er, earlier on it was there was obviously we didn't have that history and know each other and stuff like that but i really feel like we got into a good rhythm as a threesome performing on the show agreed agreed and uh, and also just understanding people's sense of humor and also r.i.p tom you will be missed yeah exactly <laughs> definitely yeah yeah uh i think i just yeah definitely uh you like uh i definitely think you as a group obviously like we because we none of us really we weren't friends really before we've just become friends on the show which i think is really interesting quite a lot of podcasts i think it's a bunch of mates who love warhammer and they go oh let's all do a podcast or that's quite often the time but we were just three individuals thrown together so people if you've been watching the show since the start you've you've literally seen our friendship and uh the work the working relationship we've got as a live team uh, develop over the years which i think uh like will be really interesting like i know you you watched some back today to make the little video for me which i was really grateful for um but it would be really interesting to go back and sort of see what the dynamic was like early on and definitely forming a, a sense of humor between us and getting to know what makes you guys laugh or us all laugh um and understanding tom a lot more and getting getting his sense of humor and getting uh uh yeah just understanding how he's sort of trying to get his points across and stuff like that yeah yeah i think it's good you also said something about him you think he, he he's going to be a good a good force in the 40k community i think i remember you saying that uh well i i i want so my desire is to if if because obviously there's lots of people who are like full-time content creators or professional warhammer players there are um, and my personal campaign from that from this day forth will be that I think Tom Tom is the well obviously because I'm very biased but I know Tom really well I think if anyone if anyone that I know um, deserves more to be a full-time 40k content or professional player I think it's Tom so I think he's very good at the game and I think he's very watchable as a person um, and he talks well about the game so I think yeah out of anyone I know I think Tom Tom should be the person that should be a 40k professional. Agreed. IMO. Which is hashtag. Which is fucking. I'm with Tom. Which is very something. fucking scary. Like that. That's that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> After four years. Um, all right. Okay, Nick. Let's go for some. Let's go for some big questions. Over four years, what's been your favorite? What's been your favorite 40k release? Let's go for that. Oh, release. Oh. <sighs> controversial one yeah. or is it astartes the, what the uh the video series yeah why 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 uh don't know if well, that counts but sure <laughs> i really like uh like uh like movies and tv and i'm a big marvel fan of the mcu mm-hmm. uh, and uh other superhero or films like, or fantasy films like that um big shout out to one of my favorite films man of steel not many people like that film, but I think it's fucking great. Are you to- wait, are you talking about the new set with the the the, three- the Henry Cavill Man of Steel? No, I'm the one before that where Superman returns. That's mm, more con- nah, anyway. Nice. Doesn't matter. You carry on. It's your show. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, oh, bamboos and myself there. What was I, <laughs> what was I saying? Your favorite release, Astartes. Oh, my favorite release, yeah, Astartes. So I I. I really, I really want Games Workshop one day to have uh, a cinematic or TV universe because mm. I think one of the big draws about 40k and fantasy or Age of Sigmar 
uh, Games Workshop products is that they one thing they do amazingly is the like the artwork, the imagery, and to a greater or lesser extent, the story behind it. Like I think particularly 40k for me is an <clears throat> amazing setting and deep setting. Um, so I love that to be explored in cinema and TV. So Astartes was to me one of the uh, best, best, just one of the best things I've seen for Warhammer brought to life in that sort of version. It was just amazing. So, um, and I, 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 my dream is that that is the ignition kickstart to uh, everything else like cinema and TV. Oh, and it's just becoming like this global. I mean, like we live in a golden age. Like my favorite, uh, one of my favorite book, not my favorite, but one of my favorite book series, The Wheel of Time. They just put up like pictures like yesterday of like what the cat, like the cast and in their outfits and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be so exciting to see that like 40K world brought to life in the screen, which eventually it will do, right? Are you excited? Uh, Not to be too relevant to the now, but excited about the animations on, on the plus, um. I'm I'm very nervous. I'm I'm from what the previews that I've seen. I never started is on there, I, I, so I'm super excited to see how that develops. Um, another stuff. I will I will at some point pay money to watch them all. But my fear is that you know it's going to be classic games workshop over promise and under deliver on stuff, and they're going to do it in a weird way that doesn't quite make sense. Like you know you have to pay loads of money for like 15 minutes of one episode. Yes, and then that's all you get for a month, and it's like, oh, God, so I've got to pay, I've got to wait a month for what fifteen more minutes and pay four pounds for it. I agree with you. Also, the painting tutorials. If you like one just uh, just as a side note, the what's that? Sorry, just uh, the painting tutorials. If you're interested, look. Um, no, I'm not interested. In that. I I paint, I paint way better. Than <laughs> yeah, but I don't, so I need them. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like you know, I don't, so I need those. Um... <laughs> you need all. You need all the. Uh, online yeah in person tutoring uh but tutorials i can get yeah 100 percent um okay <laughs> so your favorite release was the starties that's interesting uh i'm gonna have to just i'm gonna have to narrow it down so i get a response from you favorite miniature release in the past four years oh god i, I don't know what's come out in the last four years loads has come out in the last four years uh you know when you get asked a question, your mind goes blank because there's so many options, and my brain is in the un- unconsciously cycling through them. Um, well, for for, for listeners, God, for know, listeners baby. who might not have joined us for the past four years, Nikos has always been like a long-term Necron stan forever, and it's been a very funny cycle these four years for 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 Nick to be like, I'm into Necrons, I'm into Necrons, Necrons. Okay, all right, Nick, don't worry. Eighth edition Necron book was hot garbage. Hot garbage, hot garbage, hot garbage. And then, like, he had to deal with that until 8th edition. Then it was the release, and they were okay, and now they're not good either. <laughs> like, you haven't, there's not been a point where Necrons have been, like, they haven't been, like, the Castellans, the Eldari, the Yanari, the the Drukari. They've never been, there's a lot of Aries, that none of them, It's they've always been, like, eh, to rubbish. No, what, what's frustrating for, uh, as a Necron player, we peaked. At the site, the the time of the second peak in England as well. Um, so mid mid pandemic, well in the second the second wave, it was when Necrons peaked uh, with the ninth edition book. Um, but we couldn't really play because we're not America. But no one could really sort of play here, so we couldn't really take advantage of uh, Necrons having the sort of the newest ninth edition book. But yeah, that was pretty disappointing. 
uh, going through that, but there's there's still hope because Necrons are immortal. So eventually, eventually, one day, we'll be all right. All right. So, for, for, but so, what's your favourite miniature release? I'm still asking you that question. Hitting you up. So many Gazi was a pretty good one, but I don't think it's my favourite one. Um, all the Death Guard, I think actually. That was like really early, though, wasn't it? In eighth edition, was. or uh, or was it just before? It was. It was eighth edition. It was the starter box. Was Death Guard? Yeah, starter box. So even though that was just before we started, but it wasn't too far before. That works. Uh, maybe that because I've recently painted Death Guard, and I love those miniatures and those models. So and they were a joy to paint as well with uh, hashtag streaking grime. Hashtag streaky grime. Um, yeah. Grime life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, I will, uh, will never forget Grime Life Forever. Oh God, I don't know, because I don't, I don't, I don't, I tend to do a lot of um, conversions, conversions and stuff like that. So, I, and I don't always buy brand new models. Um, so I don't really know. Okay, that's not a problem. I'll switch it up. I'll switch it up. That's what I'll do. Uh, next question. Um, uh, what's been your because you mentioned this already what's your, been your favourite piece of 40k spice over the past four years what's been your favourite spiciest story was it the app was it um, I mean what? who Ooh. knows who knows what was it what was what really got you in possibly the app yeah I'm going to say the app because it birthed something magnificent um <laughs> So <laughs> the app awards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as yeah, I think I think the app is definitely over the years. There's been a lot of good spice um over the years. Loads of good spice. 40k and Warhammer in general never never ceases to uh, stir up spice. Um but definitely the app because there was so much hope behind it. Like as a story, as a story to cover over because it wasn't just like one week it happened. Like some spice it like pops up one week like the Manichima thing recently. It was kind of around. It was kind of around for a week, and then everyone will forget about it. But the app has kind of like been an ongoing issue, hasn't it, over a while? Like up to its build up, like it was all like, oh my god, so many hopes and dreams into the app. Is it going to be everything we've always wanted? Digital content to our fingertips, automatically updated, so not to manage all these FAQs, everything. Like, oh, it's going to be great. Searchable rules, everything. Um, and then when it was such a big disappointment after having everyone to subscribe to it to find out how bad it was and then the response to how the communities the, the game space response was terrible I think um, and just yeah uh, and just the, the memes that came from it and uh, but then just you know realising what a saving grace and what amazing app Battlescribe is forever uh, <clears throat> app of the year yeah, a then, winner um, 2020 yeah, and then yeah, and that's that's why I've chosen this story. I think because it it made it because the app of the year was the app of the year awards we gave to Battlescribe multiple years, but they were always just a fictitious joke that we just kind of we just made up, uh, obviously. But then we just one day decided to do the app awards after the app was released, so we could just give Battlescribe the award and uh, just yeah. 
I'm thinking thinking of making a YouTube channel specifically for it, Nick, where I put the old (laughs) video on, and then just once a year we just update it with the new video. One a year. Yeah, um, and I'd like to genuinely maybe even crowdfund some uh, some actual prizes we send to whoever the fuck makes Battlescribe. I don't know, <laughs> but we should send them a trophy. Uh, and we should sing mm. Games Workshop their participation ones as well, of course, because that, be, uh, yeah. that would be good. Uh, Signed certificate. So, so none of the spice over the past year, you had the Alex Harrison push gate. Um, that was good. I mean, recently... Oh, no, yeah, they were... I had to pick. I had to pick one, but yeah, there was uh, Alex Harrison when he were. Uh, there was the nudge gate, wasn't there? There was multiple ones. Multiple so nudge to, gates. Yeah. And I, I loved that because there was like, uh, there was like a zoomed in, cropped video of the moment on repeat and like in <laughs> slow motion and stuff like that. Like as like an action replay from a football game, like in super slow. There was like you could see the finger. He went in. He didn't quite manage the nudge, and you see him realise in a split second, and he went in back again for a second <laughs> nudge to make sure he got contact this time so he didn't feel it the first time. It was a good one. Um, yeah, and then um, then obviously the second one when we allegedly nudged something with a with a water bottle. Um, then the, I also enjoyed the... Um, the TJ Lanigan one that was relatively recently. Mm. Uh, that was just because I think I feel like we went a bit more in on the jokes on that one. Like we created like this conspiracy theory about the ITC tournament circuit and leaders and stuff like that. Which now they've um, owned. They now have made their own. Yeah, they've they've admitted to it now. Hey, I gotta they've say admitted. that whoever watches from uh, uh, FLG to uh, to write those blog posts, which are just rips on our jokes. Like, love to you that you have to listen through it to get the funny jokes off us. Yeah. Have you seen their, you have you seen their post you. today? Have you seen that? They've done no. a post today, which is... Um, <laughs> their new blog post today is, 40k isn't a competitive game. That's the blog post today. <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> it's my favourite... It's my favourite one at the moment. They just posted one today. If you go find it, I can't remember. Uh, if Tom's still in the chat, he'll find the link. Um, but it was great. They were like, "Guess what? Forty K is not a competitive game, so stop complaining." I never, was meant, like, never meant to be. So, I'm like, "What? Like, <laughs> what?" <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that made me laugh. Uh, that was a today thing. All right, so um, those—that's your favourite piece of spice. What's your favorite game? What's your favorite game? Uh, like, if you if you can think about it, or favorite tournament, if you want to. Individual game that I've had. Yeah. Hmm. So many great games. Uh, so many great games. Um, what one of my favorite games is probably the time that I went on Warhammer TV. Okay. The time that I got onto Warhammer TV, and I think at one point I snuck an honest wargamer sticker onto the screen, because at that point I had. I had my so I take my iPad to every event because I always make a custom PDF for my army so condense my rules down to that. Um, and I had a sticker on my iPad, uh, the honest wargamer sticker on the back of my iPad, and I snuck it onto the table at one point, left it there, even though they told me you're not allowed to leave anything on the table. Try to keep it clean. I accidentally forgot and then put my iPad on until someone asked me to remove it. So briefly, the honest wargamer logo was on Warhammer TV. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I liked that game because um, if knights at the time were the big cheese at tournaments, I think. Yeah. I think uh, full knight armies were currently just kicking it and just like 
smashing everyone. So it was really uh, fun for me to... Uh, um, like it looked like I was losing badly in that in that game, I think, because well, when I watched it back and listened to the commentary, they were like, "Oh no, Nick's in trouble! Oh, this has gone wrong!" Or uh, "Doesn't look good," and the chat were like, "Oh my god!" And blah 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 blah. Why has he done this? Why has he done that? And then within two turn, within one turn or two turns, I think I'd killed killed all the big threats, and like it, it swung massively back to my favor. So that was like. Uh, a fun game and we, we were able to talk about it back on the show and watch it back and stuff um other good games um i definitely enjoyed the time that we invented league of knights uh live with jonathan and um christian, christian. Mm. that was pretty fun when we played uh england versus sweden uh night night match still the reigning champs we played a couple of night games on 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 the show, haven't we, yeah. a couple of times before that. But then we just randomly decided to do it alternate activations because I've been banging on about bolt action loads. Um, and then we just invented the format for League of Knights there and then, which was pretty fun. Um, uh, I don't know, I've just... All, all the games that I've been... All the tournaments that I've been to, it's been really fun and great to come on a show and be able to sort of reflect on my games and talk about them. And if people enjoyed that, then that's amazing. It's been loads of fun to do that. Um, uh, I think that my favourite tournament that I went to was Blood and Glory, I think, because uh, I think it was the year that Tom won that I was involved in some spice, some famous spice for my when show. You punched the kid. Uh, but then Tom won the event as well, yeah. based on hobby scores. <laughs> so that, event, that event was amazing. That event was and amazing. ever since then, I think, Ever since then, I think Tom's been changed because he got that. Uh, he got rewarded for. Do you know what? You're right. For hobby You're right. Points. He has been now changed from that moment. Before he gave yeah. zero fucks. In fact, actually, that's uh, you guys might not remember, but like the, the Nick's talking about the fact that based on a hobby soft score, Tom was able to take first place at a tournament, and Nick's just hit a nail on the head that this changed him as a human being. Up until this point, <laughs> he was like ETC Team 40K. That's it. Forever, and after that, he's like, "Hey Nick, how do you uh, wet blend this here? Like, what's this? Uh, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. he's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to sponge uh, weather my uh, stomper. How, how do I do that? <laughs> that's actually really, that's really on point. I forgot about that. That was a great time. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, you also have travelled like doing uh, 40k as well, right? You went over and visited Dick van der Hoosen and the crew. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we travelled quite a bit. Well, a little bit for the show. Obviously, we went to Wales uh, for a tournament. And that was that was a really fun experience. Um, and yeah, I went to Amsterdam. It was the, I think that's the biggest event that I've been to uh, for 40k. I think it was quite a big event. I don't know how many people were there. It was at least at least a hundred. So I think that's the biggest tournament that I've been to. Mm. Uh, and that was six games, which I enjoy. Uh, and that was a re- that was a really fun experience. Yeah, travelling over with my suitcase uh, with my army in. Uh, the most precious thing in my suitcase. Fuck my clothes. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, that was really fun. And I ended up winning best sports at that event, which was pretty sweet, which was totally unexpected, I think. Um, but that was pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, I only went there. Um, well, I only went there, but I heard about that through meeting Dick through the show. Yes. Uh, so um, he's a treasure. That was, that was cool. Because Dick, I think he, he was coming over to England. He travels quite a lot for events and he just messes the show and he had uh I, I think he had a free ticket that was going that i ended up t- taking uh and yeah 
Um, if you do, you, would you give? Would you advise people to start their own podcasts? Um, do you think that's worthwhile? Do you think that's something people want to hear? Like, um, like, has it been? What I'm asking is, do you feel like it's been a rewarding experience for you? Like to be able to get your thoughts and feelings out about your hobby because one of those things that's interesting. I remember uh, Darren Watson recently putting up probably the most relevant tweet I've ever seen ever. It was like, I love asking people about their games at a tournament so that they can finally ask me so I can talk about the game, which is all I ever wanted to do. Like, I never really wanted yes. them to tell me about their game, I just asked them so I yeah. could tell them about my game. Like, do you think that yeah, that's a, yeah. like a good format? Yeah, you're just, you're just waiting for them to stop so you can tell them an anecdote <laughs> about your game, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Kind of listening, and maybe you'll react. But if I react in any way, that means I can't say my thing uh, about my game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a really good experience doing a podcast. Obviously, depending on what po- what type of podcast you're doing or what style of podcast you want to go for, you might not want you might not do battle reports or you might do something else. But definitely, I think I think it's helped me. Uh, it's helped me get better. I think. It's been fun to do to share war share war stories with people, and like I said earlier, if people enjoyed me sharing war stories. That's that's also uh, amazing as well. Uh, if we can provide contact that way, because it's the easiest content you can do: play an amazing game and talk about your games, and people might listen and enjoy it. Um, but it's definitely helped me learn because you kind of sit back and reflect on the game and talk it through. And I think talking it through definitely helped me. Uh, sort of recognize my mistakes more because i think initially after games you can be a bit head in the clouds or in the forest uh you're too close to the problem to see your mistakes sometimes so maybe sort of like a couple of days later on a podcast or even just with your mates or whatever reflecting about your games and talking about them talking them through um definitely helped me i think learn more about my mistakes to get better i think so it was. It's really fun to do. It's good to. It's. It's like been really great to sort of express yourself about your game and um, and yeah, definitely helped me learn learn to play better. I think anyway. Yes, I wish it would. And hopefully other people as well. I think that's why I I enjoy it as content as well. Listening to other shows if they're talking about games because it also might if I play a similar army or whatever or uh, they say oh what you know something about a different army that helps me to learn. Uh, if I'm playing at a tournament next or just in general or whatever. Mm. I Yeah, I, I agree with you, although it hasn't helped me learn how to be any better. That's a, a problem there. Um, uh, but one day, one day I could dream. Um, like, and like you touched on the fact that we've, uh, that we were some of the earliest like live shows talking about doing this stuff. And now there's, there's a lot, which is, which is great, which is great. Um, would you, uh, would, is there any out there that you think, uh, are deserving of a shout out? Are there any like, you're like, this is definitely my jam. Like I try not to miss this whenever or in anyone in the, in the community who you think like they don't get enough of a shout out constantly because they're great. Um, so, uh, I, there's a lot, there's, I don't, yeah, there's, there's a lot of content out there. So I, I can shout out the stuff that I like recently or have liked. Mm. Um, I, I listen to Telefor Gamers podcast cause it's a very similar show to us. It's four dudes talking about 40k, uh, most of the time and just messing around. Mm. That's fun. Uh, Legends of the Painting Men. I don't really play Airworks at the minute, but it's just two funny dudes from America messing around for the entire time. Mm. It's kind of a theme. Um, uh, I like the Normal Blokes podcast from Australia. 
they're a bit more they they mess around a bit but they're a little bit more on point with uh, the information um so I enjoy their podcasts um i've always listened to can hammer um i like can hammer um darren wasn't always all there but darren's awesome so i love listening to to their shows um uh, and recently, so new, so some of the new shows that have come out, um, I've only wa- I've watched a few, but one of the new shows I've picked up that I was talking to you about before, one of the new frontline gaming shows, which I like, is the the Grim After Dark show. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, it's it's kind of uh, it's about what it's Warhammer themed, but not really taking it all that seriously and silly jokes in there and stuff like that. So, um, uh, and also uh, Jim Vessel's podcast. His his live shows. I like his shows as well, because um, again, it's it's a similar vein to us. It's like just talking about Warhammer, different themes and stuff like that. I think I think that's uh, the the nice bit about it. I think like I, I like one of the things I want to thank you for and thank Tom and but specifically you because because you're you're taking a break um, to pastures unknown. Um, uh, is uh, we've like it's been a fairly fearless show in four years. Like we don't take any prisoners. And we don't mind when people come at us either. Like it's like a, it's like a, yeah. it's a whole fucking octagon. Same with our opinions, right? You, me, and Tom don't necessarily agree on stuff, like, and about what mm. those things are. And I'm, and I'm thankful for that because I think that friction has helped me learn over four years, and I hope it's like helped you guys as well. I felt enriched by the conversations, even when we don't agree. I think that's one of those things mm. uh, to take away. But I also just love like unrepentantly calling someone a fuck and knowing that you and Nick like you and Tom have got my back like or you or you yeah. won't be like Do you know what Rob you're a fuck and I'm like fine like we're in it together like there's like a because there is like a like a social mosh pit to Warhammer and like you're in there like and you like you're fearless because yeah maybe you're quieter than me and Tom but you take no fucking prisoners and I love that about you like you, you, do, you don't give any fucks which I think is <laughs> really good uh i think that's an excellent thing yeah and, and that's kind of like i think and and, and stuff that i've probably said on the show maybe i wouldn't say like in a uh in like a normal conversation in real life maybe that's part of the character that i've developed as nikos to be on the show to be a bit more to be a bit more outrageous with my opinions or whatever and, and say stuff um but i definitely have felt that uh one thing i have loved about the show is the fact that there's no sponsors so we don't we, there's no real don't know if it's the real agenda is the right way of putting it but like we're not we're not trying to sell anything we're not trying to promote anything we're just trying to provide uh uh sort of fun content for people that was i think we initially when we spoke first on it was like edutainment so we wanted to educate people about warhammer but be ed- be um entertaining at the, in the same at the same time um uh, yeah, and and I, I think I definitely got into that um, not bullshitting people uh, mode. So if there if something needed to be said, or if there was something like controversial to say, I, I did I did kind of I guess revel in that in a way and like throwing shade at other people in the community. Not not and and hopefully hopefully not in a horrible way. I don't think so. Because you know some. Sometimes, you know, like you worry it because obviously it's live TV. It's not like we're recording a, po- a weak podcast that's edited and polished before it's put out. And you weak podcasters. 
the like, chinless podcasts. Properly... They've got no fucking courage. That's what Nick's saying. Like, let me read between the lines. Yeah. Nick's saying if you edit your podcast, you're a little bitch. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, please carry on, Nick. I'll just... Yeah, yeah. So like, we're we're out there. We're on we're on the edge. Yeah. Like, what coming out of our net, our mouth next is there on the internet. So so hopefully we've been able to. Well, or I've been able to like throw shade at people in a fun way that wasn't too horrible. That kind of maybe, uh, and sometimes, like, like I really like John Oliver show in America. It's on YouTube or HBO. Like, he's kind of raising issues but through the lens of comedy. Mm. So that's kind of what I've kind of hoped we've achieved as well, or I've achieved being on the show is like, we've, we've also shone a light on certain things that happen in the community maybe, and through mocking it or throwing shade, maybe we've had an impact uh, on the community in some way. We are 40, um, 40K talking heads, don't forget. Um, yeah, uh, just we're just talking as heads. referenced. Uh, just some just talking talk, some talking heads. Uh, I see some great questions in the chat that I want to ask uh, Nick, but I kind of want to stay on this theme for a moment. Uh, so keep getting your questions in. Thanks, Doctor Imp, uh, for subbing and says uh, I'm going to miss Nick because we all are, but he will be back oh. uh, when when contracts <laughs> allow. Um, uh, Nick, this gives you an opportunity now, like because like no one can come at you next week. Like no one's got anything on you. Is there anything you think needs saying that hasn't been said? I guess out there. Like, is there something like a hot take? Oh, or I'll give you a minute. Um, uh... You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah. What fucking grinds your gears? Because I haven't asked you the big one yet, and I'm going to ask you that in a minute um, about Games Workshop. How do you feel about Games Workshop after these four years? Because um, you've you've kind of you've gone from hobbyist to someone who's put them under a microscope. Um, so that's going to have to be a question because how does that feel and how does that relate to Warhammer? But that's a, that's the next question. What do you think is what do you think's been left at the table? What's not been said about 40k the 40k well, community? I think um, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more increasingly frustrated with quite a lot of YouTube content where it's all because uh, obviously I think I feel like a lot more people as Warhammer gets popular, more people are gravitating towards like being Warhammer content creators or YouTube stuff, and quite a lot of this stuff that I've seen. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's not what I think, but I don't tend to go there and watch an awful lot of it. Maybe I watch a bit just to see what it's like, or not even watch it because of just the title. And it's like just all like seemingly to me, sort of like desperately clickbaity. There's, you know, Mikey from Hellstorm. My comment isn't aimed aimed at Mikey this one, yeah. but he he kind of does embrace the clickbait, and it's kind of a meme about himself. But I'm talking about other people really that I've seen that. Um, I don't know. They just put like a thumbnail, it's like best you most combos ever. Like it's, I feel like there's a lot of people in the community desperate to just be the, uh, the uh, the YouTube channel or the the people to talk about um, competitive 40k, and just try. And I think it goes back to that comment they made at start. Like, uh, do the content you want to make. Maybe that's the content they want to make. I guess, but like, I feel like people are trying to be a certain way to be the thing if that makes sense it's yeah it's hard not to though when like the algorithms support it right as an example as an example like i've started we've started to curate more our youtube content for the first time in like four years yeah the past six weeks we've made an effort and we've gone up like one and a half thousand subscribers like <laughs> it's the first time we've made any effort and it's so easy um uh, but like the thing is, is because you and me, Nick, I think maybe this is the point, 
is I'm not a YouTuber. Like YouTubers have like mm. this whole like it's like a polished production. Like, yeah. like that's yeah. the thing. I I think your point is that's the thing I love about live is that it's just like you have to you, like sometimes you, me, and Tom or whoever will get into a conversation, and as we're in it, I'm like, oh, my opinions changed, different now, and we'll like reclarify mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah. and the chatter in there, the chatter like, by the way, you're a pair of dickheads. Look at this other thing, and I'm like, actually, yeah. great point, chat. Like, I it's like it's. I think it's, I don't want to say courageous, because like, like, I'm not talking about me, I like, but I think like being live is more um, authentic, um, which really ties mm. in with the theme of like what the entire fucking show is about, right? Is just say what you feel and like have a conversation about it and, yeah. and own it. Yeah. Um, uh, but like that's not to criticize those people at all. Like I, I, I understand you, um, but it's not content I tune into like ever. Like, why would I tune into it? Like, it, it, it has no effect on me. Like, I don't care, uh, basically. So, yeah, I, sorry, that's this is your point, though. So, anything else? Clickbaity stuff doesn't get you? Um, are, we, are we talking about the Warhammer community or content? Well, your choice. It's, what, it's anything that Any- you think has been left on the table that needs to be said. This is uh, Nick, oh, Nick can God. just fire his missiles off, I guess is the real question. I don't know. I guess this is real. I'd I'd rather not get like on my last year get myself well, don't in then. loads of well, trouble. Really, because yeah. <laughs> well, then don't. That's the kind of answer you kind of want to give after thinking about it, rather than being live. That's something I've learned. Okay, that's true. All right, <laughs> being live and just kind of making so because I because at this point, I'm my, yeah, I think yeah, mine's gone blank, and I'm just trying. Maybe I'm just trying to invent something in my head. Okay, that's fair to say. Uh, my next question so. is because uh, it's come from the chat earlier on. Uh, what's it like being the hot Warhammer content creator and not uh, me and Tom? What's it like being the hot one? You guys are hot. Oh. Have you seen Tom's hair? <laughs> Uh, that's true. Uh, we have uh, another question. Um, we can all agree that Nick is the handsome one. Um, will Nick uh, start a podcast about beating up children at 40k events? Question, not question. Um, maybe not a podcast, but maybe a documentary. <laughs> Next question. What skincare tips can you offer to other Warhammer commenta- commentators so they don't all look like some sunburnt potatoes, except Jim Vessel, as he's pretty handsome? Um, just I, I use uh, uh, I think it's a Nivea cream. It's just it's just a generic moisturising cream. Okay, well, all over your body. Do I look like a potato? No, four times a day. No, I'm worried. <laughs> I look like a spicy potato. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, right. Okay. Uh, and then I, the question I was going to ask is, you've had Games Workshop and Warhammer under a microscope, and you just said a moment ago. Um, that Warhammer's meant so much to you, and it's not something you're giving up like at all. You're going to be playing at tournaments, playing games. Um, if anything, this gives you more time to to do more Warhammering, mm-hmm. basically. Um, uh, so, what's it been, yeah. what's it been like having Games Workshop and Warhammer under a microscope for four years? I guess. Uh, do you see them as different? Do you see mm-hmm. them as the same? Where are you I at? feel like. Uh, I would I would say there are two different things, but I wouldn't say Warhammer. I wouldn't say Warhammer is, is. I don't think it's Warhammer and Games Workshop. I think it's Games Workshop is one thing, and I think wargaming, for me, is the other thing. So the wargaming hobby is separate to Games Workshop, no matter how much Games Workshop kind of want to take it over with the Games Workshop hobby rather than the hobby. Mm. Um, 
It's been, it has been interesting. I, I, I had, so uh, one of my oldest, I think one of my oldest uh, Games Workshop friend, well, like best friend now, but like I met him through Games Workshop. So I met him f- through Warhammer Paul. Like we kind of had this like saying as we were sort of younger, not really a saying, but like we'd always uh, c- convert models on the cheapest as possible mm-hmm. so get armies on the cheap as much as possible as kind of like a screw you games workshop you're not getting my money mm-hmm. kind of thing because we knew they were money grab we've known for ages that they've been a money grabbing corporation just interested in getting our money but they just happened to make this awesome game mm-hmm. and kind of i guess i came into the show with that and i still kind of i'm in that because i think uh i don't know um has anything has anything over the past four years made you change your opinion on that have you even been open to it because you could just not be have been open to it like not really no i think they obviously they've the the games workshop has gone through different phases of trying to be better with for the community stuff like that but i've i feel like uh uh they they burnt me enough when i was younger in terms of how they were as a company that uh even if they started to act act nice or try to do things differently i'm still going to be wary of them anyway mm. and doing the show because we kind of we're looking for news every week and paying more attention to what they were doing uh within the community so if i wasn't if i wasn't on the show maybe i wouldn't have cared as much because it might not have affected certain issues might not have necessarily affected my little community here as much maybe if i wasn't on the show because if I won the show, maybe we're more involved in the international Warhammer scene. Mm. Um, so maybe I just paid more attention to them, but I still... And and I think that just made me think about it more and maybe analyse analyze what they were doing more. And maybe, maybe I was finding the negatives. That's definitely something you could say. Mm. Um, but I also think we, we always did try to think... We never... It wasn't always negative what we were sort of when we we're putting games workshop under the microscope because we all obviously did turn up, did the show um, for a reason because we loved the hobby and the, the game itself. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, yeah, my question is, I guess, is do you see like uh, as much as it's, your opinion hasn't changed, has it got worse? Is your opinion of the game, or could it not be worse? <laughs> I think at the minute it has probably got worse. Okay. I just I think they're I think they're making a lot of bad decisions recently I in my opinion for not necessarily for them obviously they're making good decisions for making loads of money because they're making loads of money but um, I care more about the wargaming hobby than Games Workshop yes I think Games Workshop are done lots of rubbish things and making bad decisions for what I care about which is the wargaming community I don't give a shit about them making money well, I, I give a shit about them making money in order to, to currently make the game that I like and the models that I like. Um, but, yeah, I care. I'd care more. I'd, I'd prefer them to do things differently that, would, that was better for the wargaming community as a whole. So I think, in my opinion, I think paying attention to them more over the last couple of years, I think my opinion probably has got worse of them as a company and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I think I think I think uh, that's been the premise of the show, right? Like we represent the customer, if anything. Like I I felt like we're like the yeah. the lawyers, if you will, for the customers. So when people come up and like you guys are just being salty bitches, and I'm like, for the customers, 
like ultimately um like in the right thing yeah. because because demand better like like it's it's not hard is it just demand better yeah. from people who you give money yeah. to um but would that yeah. like hasn't changed your opinion like you you love 40k though right like oh yeah 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 that there's that doesn't just because i have a bad opinion of them as a company doesn't mean i have a bad opinion of some of the stuff that they make like i said earlier the artwork is an endless source of awe and inspiration for me whenever i see it anywhere like the artwork is just spectacular that they do and the the uh aesthetic of the of the games and stuff like that like i absolutely love it that's why i love to start so much because like oh wow this is amazing mm. um um yeah so I, I, and a lot of the models and it like building the kits and everything like it's brought me so much joy over the course of my life so i love it from that point of view but that's separate from that's separate from Games Workshop because they don't. I was thinking about this today. They don't own that. No. They don't own my enjoyment of of, of all, all that kind of stuff. They just sell me the models or, or provide some way for me to get that enjoyment. So, yeah, like you're a, you're a weird kind of narc. If I like, if like if I try my hardest to never give them a penny, like I only buy secondhand minis. Yeah, I buy paints from other studios. Yeah, like. You know, like I use some old hammer stuff to represent some things. I kit bash a model, even even do you know what? Even if I three D print some like models that like aren't direct IP ripoffs, but they're some proxy that I could use, right? Like you're a weird kind of narc that you think you have to give a company money, who are already making loads of money, like to play and have fun. And it's like, did you play the? Did you? Mm. Play- Oh, wait, you want to enjoy your life? Yeah, I'd love to enjoy my life. Well, then pay the troll toll. Otherwise, you can't come in. Yeah. And you're like, what a weird... Troll toll. It's like a weird kind of fucking take. Yeah, um, it's like, have you... Like, uh, you get to... Have you paid your Games Workshop tax this year? Have you made sure you've <laughs> paid your Games Workshop tax this year? Have you, have you given them at least £1,000 this year so they can continue existing and... Uh, and we can all continue enjoying the games workshop hobby without questioning. Without questioning, yeah. is a weird fucking yeah. take, and I'll and I'll always be confounded by it when I experience it. Um, yeah, because like I always kind of th- when I think about people say, oh, you, if we are, if people do think we're just salty bitches about Warhammer and Games Workshop, um, and I do think, yeah, you need to be critical about things like that because if if no one was ever critical, maybe all of our healthcare would still be leeches on our foreheads to get demons out of us like <laughs> just because someone's doing something and you're paying them yeah they're, they're providing your service doesn't mean it's like it working all the time maybe it's maybe it could be a bit better yeah yeah like like I, nothing but love nothing but love to everyone who really invests in doing tarot yeah like i get it but i don't think it's really gonna help is my point and i'm i'm okay being a salty bitch about tarot i think i like someone's like you need tarot in your life. I'm like, I probably don't need tarot in my life. And I probably don't need poor, I don't need campaign books. They're the same in my head. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tarot and campaign books are the same. Um, well, I think unless there's uh, some other, uh, some other questions in the chat, Nick, uh, it feels like we've like, we've done a good like coverage of, uh, of who is tarot. There's no, that is not a terrible analogy. Fuck you to its chat. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think that's a terrible one at all. Um, uh, we'll see if anyone's got some questions in the chat because we'd like to. Uh, do you think there's anything we've left unsaid, Nick? Um, 
I don't know. Could we? We we never mentioned the the um, uh, the react shows. They were they were a fun show. To do. I love I love the react shows. T- talk to me about the react shows because we started them and then everyone started doing them. Um, how did you you enjoy the react shows? <laughs> they were certainly very fun uh, to do because uh, one of my favourite things that I was able to do on that show was. Uh, Eat your dinner. And bring some more physical props to the show. I think more Warhammer Live shows should I have, have more props. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had leeks. You had leeks, a fan. I had some new cheese. Cheese. That was good. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I really want the Nikos takes, though. Yeah. Is that, is that, sp- is that Spike Ball? What is that? There's some, some spaghetti. <laughs> Nick, you know our spaghetti policy. A spaghetti policy is very serious. Yeah, I didn't think I was in breach of it. It's in a bag. It's in a bag. Is that that's not that's protocol, isn't it? Yeah, that is our spaghetti policy. You can come to the arena or be on the show as long as your spaghetti's in a bag. Um, thank you to Diadrian for donating a gift subscription to Sasha Gray. Uh, I know she's a huge fan of the show, um, and uh, she enjoys uh, she enjoys a good dominating uh, on the tabletop, like anyone who plays forty k. Um, is what I was going to say. The leak shows were great. Yeah, um, I thought. Yeah. Uh, some questions. Will you return as a guest star? Uh, as long as my uh, secret contract uh, it allows, as long as as long as I can look at the detail of the wording uh, and I'll be allowed, then definitely I'd love to come back as uh, guest show host. Obviously, we're doing the LGD coverage as well, so I'll be back for that. Yeah, you'll be there for the LGT coverage. And also, uh, it's not long, uh, so I, I, as a kind of final thought uh, for everyone, it's not long until the App of the Year Awards 2021. No, very very, very close. Um, I believe the, uh, the production team are starting to work on uh, identifying uh, and getting some uh, uh, comments from the uh, uh, nominees. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the yeah. board is currently working on uh, who they think the nominees are going to be. Uh, so there's mm. lots to take about that. Are you do you think we're going to up the production value of the uh, the uh, the award show this year? Uh, do you think it's going through the roof? I know that's one of your main focuses in 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hopefully, yeah, I'm hoping to get we're hoping to get Henry Cavill on the show to open to be uh, one of the guest hosts. He hasn't. Uh, we've emailed him. Most of these people's emails are like henrycavill at gmail.com so we've emailed that mm. um and also mm-hmm. henry.cavill at gmail.com we've we, we've covered those bases we've emailed them so that yeah. he's probably getting back to us at any point anytime soon yeah yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have cameo i don't think that would be great if he did have cameo <laughs> though part of the production yeah we should get we should get some random shitty celebrity to like uh <laughs> say go do a cameo for like, welcome to the app of the year awards <laughs> That would be good. Um, all right, well, Nick, it's been it's been a pleasure uh, being... Uh, and it's only a sabbatical. doesn't mean that Nick's gone full-time, uh, so no mm-hmm. one needs to mm-hmm. worry, but it's been a wonderful four years. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart um, uh, for being my friend and uh, and making me laugh a lot uh, in four years, if I'm honest, and being a fearless, honest war gamer, which is pretty much all you can ask from another human being is to have the integrity that like mm-hmm. that people show on this show. So thanks to you. Uh, it's, it's all on you, Nick. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? 
Uh, well, I just I just had some people I wanted to give a shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, go I for thought. it. Uh, so I want to shout out Games Workshop for, 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 for providing us with all this content to talk about. Yeah, love you. Um, and the, the the community for generating all the spice. The spice. Spice melange. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I also wanted to thank anyone who ever came up to me at a tournament who recognized me or watched the show. Uh, if if ever you did that, thank you because that was it's generally really nice if someone just comes up and says hello. Uh, I enjoy the show, so that was always nice if anyone if anyone came up and did that. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, the Warhammer Wednesday dudes, Gozzy, Stu, Matt, Rich, and Rick, James, Richard, boys, James, Paul, and Andy. Uh, anyone who came to the lock events, uh, particularly sort of people like DC, Cabbage, Full Greamer, Pure Evil, Witch King, and Brad Glover. Um, shout out to Dick as well because I met him through the show uh, and I want to give a shout out to a couple of people in chat who've always I think been sort of big cheerleaders ever since the start so Dude Our Day has always been there in the chat uh, DeBolt as well because he came up to me at my first Games Worship event said hello uh, Big Old Fish um, and Cerbertalks I know he's helped you out as well um, and then lastly, I just want to say thanks to Logan because it's been great to get to know Logan through the show. It's been uh, enjoyable to do the show with him. And I hope he joins us at the LGT. Um, so that'd be fun. Um, Give a shout out to Scrivo because I think he works really hard behind the scenes. And it's been a, a really great to get to know Scrivo through the show. Um, uh, and yeah, he's great. And shout out to Tom again. Uh, I lo- I've loved doing the podcast with Tom. It's been uh, really great to get to know him over the years and uh, do the show with him. Um, and then lastly, massive shout out to you, Ron, um, because uh, yeah, it's been it's it was really great to come on the show initially and uh, get to know you as a person. You're awesome. I love you, dude. Um, and it's been amazing to to be on the show and and do this. It's been an amazing amazing life experience to come on and do this show for so long over. 200 shows probably it's been absolutely amazing to do um, and like you said i'm not i'm not going forever um i might pop back on for some lunchtime shows oh. just to catch up uh obviously the apple year awards we're doing um every year for the youtube show once a year oh yeah yeah um, 60 years then... old wheeling you and me out they were like why are these two old fucks responsible for the apple of the year awards they're like they just decided they were in 2020 uh, none of you fuckers thought yeah, of it. The last few videos only got one video, like one view. <laughs> Why are they bothering? Weird, <laughs> uh, Love uh, you too, Nick. Yeah, so yeah, it's been it's been excellent, and I've loved it. And then massive shout out to anyone who's joined us live on Twitch in the Twitch chat. You guys, uh, are, uh, yeah, have been awesome. So thank and thanks to everyone for their lovely messages of support, and uh, they enjoyed me being on the show. It's meant a lot. Good. Well, I, I just think me and Tom are just going to get you to come back. Like, I reckon we can wrestle you back at the right time, and uh, and I'm keen for that. So, like, I'm I'm sad, but I'm full of love, and I'm very okay because I think we're going to get you. Like, at some point, yeah, just at some point, we'll get you. So I'm like, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, love. Should I? Is this is this a time that I need to tell everyone actually what what I'm going to be doing? Yeah, yeah. So if you, yeah, you, you might as well tell them now because, like, I think I, I mean, I may as well, it's going to come out eventually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So just like, let the newspapers won't be able to keep a lid on it. Yeah, tell them. Okay, so uh, I. 